Cast. I never played baseball. I threw a baseball for my first ever time when I was like, no joke, like 22. And, Go off. Uh, oh, yeah, you're, you're a cricket guy, right? Never, no, not fucking cricket. What do I like? Fucking British <laughs> cheater? Oh my God. That's like the most insulting thing you've ever said. Honestly, I've tried to understand cricket. I've made an effort. I can't. It's, Im- it's impossible to understand when a game goes, when baseball's already no, too that's long. That's a sticky wicket. They're like, bro, let's make baseball, but let's make it last 14 hours instead of four. I'm pretty sure cricket was first. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. It was. You're right. But they were like, let's make baseball. What's baseball? Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. <laughs> so it's like baseball. It's like, what? I feel like <laughs> this This could be a scene in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Have you seen the new Bill and Ted? Have you seen the um, new have you seen the new Bill and Ted? The new one's awesome. Yeah. So good. So fucking good. The new reboots, I gotta say, are coming in hard and they're coming yeah. in awesome. You know why? You wanna know why? Because you're old. <laughs> All you have is nostalgia. The Matrix <laughs> reboot is I one of the it. best reboots I've I ever loved seen. It. I loved it. Amazing. People making fun of it. I was like, Dude. I was all in. They made fun of, how can you make fun of it when they're making fun of themselves for 45 right. minutes of the movie? Right. They literally tell, uh, have you guys all seen it? I got the gist. Okay. But so they literally tell Keanu Reeves right in the movie, like, hey, you better get on board with this because if you don't, we're going to do it without you. And yeah, that's yeah. literally probably the conversation they actually yeah, yeah. had with Keanu. No, I'm pretty sure they probably went to that uh, Wachowski sister that directed it. It was like, we're going to make it regardless of you. And she was like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll do it then. Cause you know, I don't want you to fuck it up. Even though like, there's nothing, there's like no story left to tell, but he gets put back in the matrix. That's the best part. It's, it's so good. I've been saying that for years. I've been saying for years, the only way to make a new matrix movie is to put him back in the matrix. That's the, cause the only good thing about the matrix was him getting yanked out of that fucking gooey uterus at the fucking stop start of the fucking movie. And he's all bald and like fucking there's like tubes coming out of him. It's like one of the greatest scenes in science fiction history, which that line, the fucking birthing scene from the Matrix is one of the greatest scenes in science fiction history, like will be on my gravestone. I've said that so many times in my life. Like if it was like take a shot every time Dave says that every the world will be drunk. Let's start the show. The Antonio Brown situation is, <clears throat> I wouldn't say even a polarizing one at this point because I, it's everyone just fed up. I feel like I'm fed up. Like I want, there's a part of me that wants to be empathetic about it, but like, all right, let me ask you this. Ray, why did he do that? Can you explain it? Can anyone explain it? I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone has a, a definitive answer, obviously. I think that- Does he? No, no he, he definitely doesn't. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, he has not been right since Montez Burford laid his ass out in that mm-hmm. playoff game years ago. Do you think it's a concussion symptom? No, I mean, he laid, he laid him out. And it's like, you know, we don't, I feel like we make many jokes about CTE and, you know, and, and once again, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not, but um, at, at the end of the day, I think people are really just fed away and be like, you opened up and said that. Um, you know, he's gotten multiple chances. So he got chances in New England, he got a chance in, in, in Las Vegas, he got, he, he had chances in Tampa Bay. And, you know, he, he's burned a lot of bridges. Um, and it's just like, yo, I mean, at what point enough is enough? Now, for the people that he's speaking about, oh, well, he could have made 333000 and he could have done this, he could have done that. I said, well, my, my response will forever and always be, 
Well, if you don't get a fucking fake vaccination card and be out for three games, you meet those incentives. Guess what? You get your money. And we don't see him walking off the field like he's getting a fucking YMCA song, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with uh, you know, with, with the Jets crowd at MetLife Stadium. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, if people are fed up, great. If they if they support him, great. But like it's unfortunate that it happened that way. Um, but yeah, he's, he's definitely a lost cause uh, when it comes to football at this moment. I, I hope he gets help. He was a nut uh, before that Fontes Perfect hit, though. He was. I know people tied to that, but he was a nut before that. But he wasn't a loose. He wasn't a loose cannon. He wasn't a loose cannon like that. It was like yeah. a, there was a screw missing. It was just a little loose, and then it just got knocked out. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, is it a concussion symptom thing? Maybe, maybe not. I, I do think he's got a like at the very least a personality defect. At, at the very most, a full blown mental illness. But um, I think that. You know, with a guy like him, I, I question, like, who's around him? You know, like, who's advising him? I never really, like, I never hear any of this, like, about any of his people. I, I, somebody needs to put an arm around him and be like, bro, like, you're costing yourself money. You're costing us all money. You're wasting your talent. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's not responsive to this kind of stuff. But, you know, there is a reason he keeps getting these chances. He's an incredibly talented guy. You know, he's a, he's a ludicrously talented guy. And, yeah, there's a point for everybody where teams are just going to be like, well, you know what, fucking whatever. Uh, we don't want to put up with this shit anymore. Um, except for probably the Cowboys or the Raiders. Cowboys aren't taking them anymore. Yeah, I mean, sure. But, and like, I, th- I think everyone's at their limit. But at, at this point, do you think he's going to play football again, Bobby? Do you think that's the, the thing that's going to happen? I don't. But I think what happened? In this situation, I put this more on the Bucks for letting it get this far, if I'm being perfectly honest. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, when Antonio Brown came to the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians didn't even want him on the team. He was specifically like, he's not our kind of guy. This isn't the culture we want. This isn't that, right? But like, he specifically said, if Antonio Brown steps out of line one time, he's out. It was, it was like a thing, because remember, he got caught from the Patriots. It was controversial they even signed him in the first place. So I feel like once he messed up with that vaccination shit, right? And then he knew they needed it. It was a necessity. They needed him back on the field because of how still banged up they are. Yeah, they, they do still need him. And honestly, he'd still be there if he didn't walk off. Even if he just bitched and complained, he'd still be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. But the fact they let it get that. But why? It was so out of nowhere. I guess it was about an injury. I don't know. Yeah, he was injured and Arian said he wasn't going back in. Yeah, I, I feel like a, what it comes down to is they, Arian should have nipped that in the butt when it came to the vaccination thing. He said, if you step out of line, you're out. And then he stepped out of line and he was like, no, he needs to be a pivotal part of this team. And then two quarters later, after he says that, literally, no, it's six quarters later. So a game and a half later. Antonio Brown's not a member of our team. Let's not talk about him. Let's not. So, you know what I mean? It's a very quick change of heart out of necessity just because of that one. So, I'm just. Bruce Arians won the fucking lottery when they got Tom Brady in there. Thankfully, he's a great quarterback. He's the greatest quarterback of all time, but he also knows how to run a team. So, <laughs> at least somebody in Tampa Bay knows how to run a team because it certainly isn't Bruce Arians. But I think. I mean, Ray, let me ask you this. Like, if you're, let's say, the, the head coach at, at Tampa Bay, if you're Tom Brady, um, the guy who actually is the head coach <laughs> in Tampa Bay, are you, like, if you're Tom Brady specifically, are you going just like, it's all good, AB, come on back, buddy. It's all, it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, the dude produces, he catches passes. You know what I mean? He, he catches passes. Why not? H- hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's saying, look, man, fuck BA. 
Broke, they were on guy. the field. Tim Tebow was literally guy. on the field. The right. offense was on the field, and he walked off. He's like, you know what, guys? Third down and two. What? I'm fucking. I'm pulling. I'm pulling a Dean Portman from fucking Mighty Ducks two and get fuck. What does Tom Brady care about that? What does Tom Brady care about that? You think Tom Brady's losing the locker room? He doesn't give a fuck. No, he's not losing that locker room. It's Tom Brady. He's the only man on earth that could get away with this. I agree with you, but I just, I think maybe he just goes like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. Come on back. It flashes that winning smile. And then like, and he should want like trade. We guys have already said it. He needs Antonio Brown, like that throwing a Scotty Miller every time. And just because I, I don't even know the guy he threw the touchdown to to win the Jets game. I was, that was a hell of that was that was a hell of a throw too, honestly. But yeah, he, I don't know who the guy the is. He was in the Olympics before. I forget his name. Um, oh, okay, cool. But Cidril it was like, something. Gotcha. C- yeah. Cyril Grayson. Oh, man, I hope this poor bastard doesn't listen to the podcast. He was probably so high. Like I caught that touchdown pass. Wait, yeah, guess guess what? He he knows he wasn't much before that touchdown either. But now you you're for the guy that you know scored a game with a touchdown against the New York Jets. Hey, congratulations! All but, you need is one great catch, man. Just ask uh, David Tyree. Sorry to bring that up. To you. Yeah, no, that that that's true. He, he just shared a birthday. Him and Elijah today. Happy birthday! I remember that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's cool. I I you know, think I'm going to go cry in the car now. I think Antonio Brown, like, I saw, like, a, a little TikTok of a dude. I think he was, like, a chauffeur or a cab driver, and he, like, mm-hmm. should have picked up Antonio Brown. He was yeah, like, I got AB in the, I got a bizzle in the back. And I was like, he looks like he's fucking chilling. Like, I feel like he, maybe it's the mental illness. Oh, he, he's super unbothered right now. I mean, he's been, he's yeah. been at a, he went to the next game yesterday. Like, he, yeah. he's living in, he's, he released an album that <laughs> night. That <laughs> fucking I'm, night. I'm here for it, though. I'm here for it. Did he, did he go home and yeah. record it? You think? Like, do you think he's? Just no, no, that, that shit was already. He already had. He already had. He already had Amazing. He's like Prince and Michael Jackson. He's got like a thousand. He's got like a thousand tracks just waiting in the vault. Yeah, yeah. Prince doesn't even the, know the, if the he call, wrote that song. Okay. There's conspiracies out there that it was that the the whole show was to promote his album. So like he he did it so he could get more views and more eyes on him. The day his album comes out. No, nah, I don't so think so. He's a genius then. That's smart. I just smart. say, you know, business and that, man. That's how you yeah. stay relevant in his day and age. So you uh, heard they, it here I mean, first. You know, one of them got the Breaking. Antonio Brown playing 3D chess with all you dumb fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I but, mean, shit, that's, know, that's what it might be. But some, someone's going to give him another chance, though. Like, I can see him playing for Jack, you, someone like I, in Jacksonville next year. You think so? I do. I, I think Jacksonville will give him a chance. Why not? Well, all right. Alan Trump's trouble in this league. Yeah, if Byron Leftwich becomes the coach up there next year, because he's he's in the running for that coach, I I promise you that he'll give him a call to AB and say, "Look, got this young kid in Trevor Lawrence. I need someone that he can throw to besides." I can ruin Jones. him. Yeah, I guess there's no one. There's no one in Jacksonville going ten from one thirty-eight and two touchdowns. Is not there? at all. Not at all. That's and, the other he thing. Missed, he didn't miss three yet. He missed three games and came back and had exit. Like that's the other thing, dude. Like he was making he was making that corner look like a fool in that game, dude. And I was like, he was having a fucking game, you know. And I was like, because I bet like when we did the fantasy football draft this year of like which problematic, uh, but Barry Tyler wide receiver was going to do well, I bet on uh, I bet on Odell Beckham Jr., which is just like a a torturous season of fantasy football because I'd be like, this is the week. This is the week every every week. I'd be like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And of course it didn't really. I mean, he had a couple of good games, but um, I think I yeah, of course someone's gonna give him a chance. Of course. 
Like, just look at, like, look at how he was out there. Look at the things he was actually doing. Like, like that, that actually leads nicely into the next topic, which we're going to bring up. Sensitive subject, trigger warning for those at home. But we were going to talk about, you know, the Ben Roethlisberger victory lap. And I think, uh, what better time than while it's occurring? Um, I think the reason Antonio Brown has been consistently given chances is he's very, very talented. We have a thing in the NFL where if you're good enough to do the job, it takes quite a lot for a team to not give you a chance to do the job. Um, in Ben Roethlisberger's case, I am fairly adamant that whenever his accolades come up, we should also put next to them the fact that he's a horrible fucking rapist. And I think... Allegedly. Yeah, he's allegedly a horrible fucking rapist, but like, you know... Um, I got uh, if we it. keep saying if we add fifty thousand <laughs> allegedly's to this podcast, it's gonna take all fucking night. So like, do everyone gonna just assume we're saying allegedly? But uh, it's very hard crime to prove. Um, so, uh, but I'm just saying, like, the thing is, at what point I, I pose this philosophical question to the group? At what point do we, as a fan base, owe it to larger society to ostracize people who don't live up to the basic bare minimum of moral standards that would prevent you from getting a job if it was me or you but because of their extreme talent in this particular field uh no pun intended they get given leeway after leeway after leeway and you have to do a heinous crime uh on camera like fucking rock your girlfriend in an elevator to actually even get any kind of punishment from the league uh kneeling down for the national anthem however kneeling down for the national anthem however will get you excoriated uh no matter what the message is so i just wonder you know at what point do like at what point do we stop these people letting these people get away with this like is it the point when the fan bases say like you know i know he's good and he won us two super bowls we don't want him back anymore or is it the point where uh, we pressure like just talk to me about it talk to me i just don't think if, if i just don't think it'll ever happen is the thing because i i, I don't know what it is about sports in general but it it's the only, like you said, it's the only place where it's just acceptable human nature to separate the person from what you're rooting for and, like, your city and things like that. Like, everyone giving Big Ben a standing ovation obviously is not sitting there like, yeah, Ben, whip that dick out, bro, whip it out, let's go! Like, that's not that's obviously not what's happening. But they are a little. Like, they, like, to, like, to celebrate the man, you celebrate the whole man, don't you? Like, like you know, when you clap him and you say, oh, did we lose Bobby? For now. All right. I, I just feel like when you clap the guy, when you celebrate him, you know, uh, you celebrate sort of the whole thing. You know, the, him whipping his dick out in the bathroom or like whatever the fuck he was up to that night with that poor girl. So, I mean, Ray, what do you think? I, is there, what's the line for you? You know, what's the line for you as far as like, moral behavior i mean look in the baseball hall of fame you can't fart in church and get into the fucking hall of fame with that character clause or whatever so i right. wonder is it sports or is it the nfl in general just has a toxic culture um it, it might be sports in general but i think the nfl i guess you know you could it, it, it illuminates a little bit more um in the nfl i mean listen with, with ray rice i mean his career literally ended with that video coming out like it was all um now in the same breath you know kareem hunt you know he kicked somebody, kicked the woman on, on, it was all, all camera. 
Um, and he made his way back into the league. Now, maybe he did the steps that he was supposed to do in order, you know, that redemption tour, as I call it, to, to get himself right and admit to what was going on and, you know, do all the stuff that NFL asked him to do behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, your talent will allow you to get chance after chance after chance. And I, but yeah, it, it, I, I, I don't know where you draw the line. Um, I mean, hell, even Ray Lewis uh, back in the day. Yeah, he know, killed a guy. Oh, yeah, it was good. Uh, sorry, Craig. Allegedly, right? He allegedly killed someone, right? So, uh, allegedly, just in perpetuity, someone. in perpetuity. I'm, I'm just saying they never found that white suit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but he, he was back up there the next season. But then, it's, but then, how in, inconsistent in is it? How inconsistent is it? Because Aaron Hernandez does that shit. He gets cut immediately, and he goes to fucking jail. And he was, yeah. he was a Gronkowski baby. And I, I'm not trying to be funny. I, I don't want to make light of it because I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, but he 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 wasn't wrong. He wasn't scoring 17 touchdowns in the second season. Um, you know, so that I think that played a major part into it. So, but that's but then we're literally saying we're saying how good you are determines yeah. how much you're gonna get or how how prominent of a role you play on the team. Yeah, determines how much you're gonna get punished. In the context of, because I don't even, I don't even know if race plays a factor in this, as far as like the context of the NFL goes. I mean, I'm sure it plays a factor to some degree, but it's like, but then again, I don't know because it's like Ben Roethlisberger is like a white guy quarterback. He gets away with this like heinous crime. Michael Vick, on the other hand, does the dog fighting thing, and he gets completely excoriated by the masses. He gets murdered in the court of public opinion. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like, you know, was there so? Because like, is your average? Bud Light drinking NFL thing, and I take it a little bit more personally if Mike Vick is doing some shit than if Ben Roethlisberger's doing some shit. And Ben Roethlisberger's doing some frat boy shit. You know what I mean? So it fits into their narrative a little bit. I think with, with Michael Vick, um, it wasn't necessarily about him being black. I mean, granted, he was loved in Atlanta. Like, we that, that's not debatable. Yeah, he did play for the Falcons. Yeah, he played for the Falcons. He was loved down there, right? And that, that's mostly a predominantly black fan base. Right. Um, you know, but I think, you know, don't want to go there, but I will go there. Like, I just think we view animals differently than we view him, uh, human beings. We yeah, just do. You can't fuck with dogs. The internet. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so you can't fuck with a bunch of air butts. You just can't. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. So <laughs> when, when, once that happened, it was like, wait a minute. Like, you you were harming dogs. And once again, I'm against animal cruelty, too. I don't think he should have did as much time as he did, but they because he was going to be, he I agree. Was be I, you're, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think you did because I think that is yeah. sort of how people react. I personally am more of a humanist; like I value human life more yeah. than animal life. Um, and I, you know, I eat meat, but I, I do know what you mean, and I do think that a lot of people do feel that way. You're right about that. That's a good point in that example. But Bobby, before we lost you to your uh, technical yeah, difficulties, you're making bad. a point. You're making a, a good point. Um, I don't remember what, what was I saying. You were saying that like the, it's very difficult to say in sports for, for some reason has this preternatural ability to immediately separate the man from the deeds outside of the field. Because I think and I think what you're trying to say or what you were trying to say before is there's this kind of weird thing about once they're on the field or on the court, they're kind of this different entity than uh, the people that they are, you know, in their real life. And like, do we care that what people they are in real life is, you know? Right. So that's it, it's more of like to me when they're on the field and when we're watching them you know, perform their job. They're more of putting on an act. And, like, it's not necessarily about their character. It's about what they're doing right in that moment. And that's why, yes, it is up to their ability sometimes of how much they actually can get away with. Because, you know what I mean? The more they do when they're in front of us portraying this character, portraying this, you know, performance of what they're doing, 
the more we have a tendency to look the other way. It's just the way it's always been. Naturally, a bigger news story if they're a better athlete, right? It, right. And I just think it it also has to do with the fact that I think it's more about for the fans. It's more about the city and the team than it is about that individual person. You know what I mean? Yes, they're going to celebrate the contributions that that person contributed towards their team. But I don't think they're really, like, like I said, they're not cheering for the person themselves. They're cheering for the contributions that they brought to their city and to their team and like the joy and things they brought to their life. Totally. And to me, it's, it's less, to me, honestly, it's less on the, at the, at the feet of Steelers fans, to be quite honest with you, or, you know, whatever team's fans that it's, uh, that the athlete is affected by. It's less on their feet, to be honest with you. To me, it's the coverage that, the the national news media gives to these people in a very like we've just forgotten your past transgressions like let's clap you out in as the curtain falls down and it's like just for me personally like do you not when you see it and you see people like fuck yeah ben like and and going on uh every show on espn to be like what a great guy way to contribute to our sport like he's a fucking example uh, you know, he's done all these great things and he's just had all this success in the sport. Are you not just like, is, it, it's, is no one going to address the fucking elephant in the room? You know what I mean? So I didn't hear much of that. I, I feel like if you hear, you know, Ben's a great human being and he's doing well, all I'm that. I'm not saying like, they're bro- giving him the man of the year award on ESPN, but they're, what they're doing is they're, the way that they're talking about him in such glowing terms, they are, yeah, it's in a football sense. And they're, you know, and I'm not saying anybody's, you know, taking him to, you know, taking him to fucking uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award or whatever. But it's like, it's certainly not. Um, I think, but I'm pretty sure Greg Olson wins that every year anyway. But for whatever reason, so (laughs) (laughs) from from the broadcast booth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. God, he's got a weird head, huh? Um, so and a crooked leg now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was good. I liked him when he played for the Bears. I was mad that we lost in the Carolina, but uh. Yeah. So, but like, <laughs> it's just this thing of like, they're like, yeah, he's, you know, they, they talk about, they might not use these words, but they talk about him as an ambassador for the game. And they talk about him as a guy who uh, is on the level with, say, like a Drew Brees. Like, they kind of mention him in the same breath as like a Drew Brees quite a bit. And I think like, it, you know, he's from our era. He was one of those like big five guys from our era, you know, that we kind of all grew up watching. And right. the idea that we celebrate, long careers in football is a good thing because it's fucking hard to have a long career in football. I totally get that. To me, it's just like, you can say that shit, but I really think you should mention that he's also a piece of shit for the sake of uh, your brand, you know, for the sake of like what, what you represent because he is and if, everybody knows it. And just because you're not saying it when you're talking about him winning two Super Bowls doesn't mean everybody doesn't know it. If Ben had retired four years ago, five years ago, I think it would have been talked about more. I wonder if he knew that. I wonder if him and his publicist had that fucking conversation, which is also gross, you know? Listen, time heals everything. It, it shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. But the more time that goes by, the more longevity you have in your career and, like, more positive things since that moment, the less people are going to remember it. It's sure. Just- and I'm, I'm, sure that's, I'm sure that's true of that girl that he raped also. But the, I'm sure she's doing better now than she was, you know, right after it happened. But... Let me ask you this. In the context of the Hall of Fame, shouldn't that keep him out of the fucking Hall of Fame at the very least? At the bare minimum? That's such a slippery slope, though, man. That's such a... Because it's a slippery slope. OJ Simpson alone... <laughs> OJ, yeah. 
I mean, he, he can't, he killed, he killed, he killed a woman. Sure. Other people that shouldn't be in there, other people that shouldn't be in there doesn't, right. doesn't mean that we should add more people that shouldn't be in there. You, can, you shouldn't add to the problem to make the problem go away. You should address the problem and start to fix the problem. To the people that's like, yo, OJ Simpson, like, there's some other people that we don't know that's done some wild stuff. Sure. That, yeah, we'll, we'll never know. But I, I, I wanted to go back to another effort that we talked about in the group chat earlier. And that's one Kobe being Bryant. Um, and I, I wanted to go back to your point, David, you talked about the media coverage because it's a bigger athlete. If that was Kareem Rush, and once again, if you don't know what that is, he, he played on the Lakers around that time. He was a young player. That he didn't last in the league that long, but... Uh, That's a name, bro. You, you pulled that out like it was fucking nothing. Kareem Rush, 7.2 points a game hey, back I in mean, the right, he, he, he went to a D1 school and played in Berserkers. So, I mean, people made it wasn't it. Whatever. But anyways... I thought, you, uh, I, thought you, I thought you were making another point about Kareem Hunt. He fucked his name up because he got a lot of rushing yards. Uh, Kareem Rush was he's a shooting guard, two guy. I don't remember that yes, guy. Yeah, he's two guy. He's two guy. Yeah. Um, if like yeah, lefty too. That's how I remember him. But anyways, if that was Kareem Rush, like no one would have no one would have said much because it was like okay, hey, be in jail. His, we, yeah, we, he'd be in jail. We throw his career away. He's just another guy that got drafted by the Lakers and and caused his uh, um, you know, and throw his career down the drain. Even when remember when um Gilbert Arenas, the other one, Gilbert Arenas with Jabari's crazy like. They bring, bring guns into the locker room. Once again, that's the whole different thing. But, you know, he gets basically blackballed. Like, it was like some, uh, like, when he had shot someone in the arena, it's like, yo, like, it's amazing. And Jamar Crinton, he's in jail. But it was like, you know, they gave chance to chance have the chance to go with the arenas because he was he was that guy. So, you know, like we like to say, it just goes back to what we said. The more talented you are, the more chances you are, you, you are you're going to get. Yes, I agree with you, Dave. They, they should bring it up. It should have just faded away. Um, you know, I want to make the other point about Kobe before Kobe did pass away tragically uh, in 2020, which I can't believe it's, it's, only, it's about to be two years on. That's crazy. It's been a while. Um, man. It's, it's wild. It's wild as well. Uh, Gail King, uh, who's, you know, uh, one of the people that uh, I know she's super cool. Oprah, she did the interview. Yeah. Um, Oprah's and, 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 and basically, she, yeah, she basically she bashed Kobe saying that, you know, oh, well, you know, yeah, he was a great basketball player. but yeah, just she took a lot of shit it. for that. Yeah, and they, I mean, Snoop Dogg was leading the charge. Yeah, he they went fucking her. in on her. And, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was with Snoop. I was with Snoop with them. I'm like, yo, yes, he did X, Y, Z, but I'm like, the way that just fucking happened, that's what we want to focus on. Like, this is not like he died in a fucking car crash or he went and robbed the bank and got shot. Like, him, his daughter, and, and other families lost. Yeah, what else? What else do you really want the guy to do? <laughs> what else do you really want the guy to do? What else do you really want the guy to do? He's died, <laughs> so there's no way to punish him anymore. So that I, on that that's the only time that got that got me mad. Honestly, like any other stuff, like I said, if like we we joked about it earlier, like yeah, if Roethlisberger passed away tomorrow, I, I'd be with you, Dave. I'd be saying the same shit. But I'm like the way that happened with Kobe. I'm like, and his daughter too. I'm like, I'm like, nah, girl. Like this is not the time. To bring that shit to the, I'm sorry, it's not the fucking read time. the room, Gail. Yeah, read the fucking room. <laughs> when people talk about Kobe's legacy as a player, as a legend, it's still brought up. You know what I mean? It's still a thing that like no, is brought not. into the not, Kobe. No, it's not. A not, little, to any, it is. not to anywhere. Not to anywhere close to the level it was brought up before. Because no, of what ratio is talking about. Absolutely not. But it's still a thing, and I feel like that is how it is going to be with Ben. It's like it. When you talk about Ben Roethlisberger, that's always the thing. It's like, yeah, okay, he's he was a very long, uh, he was in quarterback for a very long time. Won the two Super Bowls. First one, he didn't do shit for. Second one, he he legit won. He didn't lose it though. 
Didn't lose it though. He did, he definitely didn't. Um, Willie Parker won that one, right? Isn't that yeah? But right? like you you know you can yeah. be a quarterback and you can fucking lose the game for your team. You know? Yeah, so. no, for sure, for sure. Right. Rex Grossman comes. Just to ask mind. Cam Newton. He knows. <laughs> Rex Gross, yeah, Rex Grossman's better actually. Um, but I'm just it, it, um no better a better example not better than Cam Newton okay but um I don't know shitty is shitty as yet as far as I'm concerned I, I agreed agreed <laughs> as a fucking all time Super Bowl bad performance I just feel I feel like when it comes down to his legacy you are going to talk about it it is going to be something that is included in that legacy it's just when. In that moment, so like how this all started, right? In that moment when he's walking off the field, right, in Pittsburgh, and you know, you're like, I can't believe they gave it, or not, I can't believe, like, you know, we're gonna, I said, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do this fucking victory lap for Ben Roethlisberger, looking toward the offseason. We're gonna have this like long Ben Roethlisberger conversation. Uh, unfortunately, they are because they're not doing it for the person that Ben Roethlisberger is, they're not doing it for his actions, any of that. They're doing it for the contributions that he made to the Steelers, winning those Super Bowls. They're pretty much giving his Super Bowls a victory lap. They're giving his 19 years in a Steelers uniform a victory. Are you lap. talking about? Are you saying when you say they? Are you, t- are you talking about Steelers fans? Yeah, the Steelers organization. Sure, is Steelers great. Fans, That's yes. fine. You guys can celebrate that guy. That's all you. Like honestly, I don't begrudge you. What I'm talking about is the national news media. When like the, at the end of the day, we've created a 24 hour news cycle in sports news. Also, they need mm-hmm. to fill the time. So you're saying like the media victory lap, not like the yeah on the field. You create a narrative. Lap. That's what right. they do. You create a narrative. The conflict inside the narrative in the Ben Roethlisberger story is something that's uncomfortable to talk about on a channel owned by Disney. So what they do is they say, uh, you know, I think enough time has passed, like you say, and like, well, the Steelers fans, you know, they didn't, uh, and they make all these arguments and they make all these apologies to themselves and rationalizations to themselves, and then they can turn around. And they can present this narrative as Ben Roethlisberger was a, just a great quarterback and nothing else. That's just all I he was, he was a great quarterback and nothing else. And I think that that is, and that unfortunately, and I agree with you about reading the room, Ray, as far as like the Kobe thing goes, because honestly, once he died, I was like, am I going to be the guy talking about Kobe Bryant being a rapist for the next like, you know, few months? Like nobody wants to hear from me. But after like, A, I'm a Celtics fan. So mm. Uh, B, I'm not a big supporter of rape. I find it uh, should probably not exist if we have a choice as a society. And uh, yeah, he did that shit. So when it happened and he was still alive, I was like, well, I don't know. He's a rapist. He's your hero. He's a rapist. So fuck him. But that's what it did. When he died, I shut the fuck up about it because I don't know. It just seemed like the <laughs> respectful thing to do because he was dead. So in Ben Roethlisberger's case, we're going the opposite direction, I feel like. Honestly, I feel like the conversation is more like, I like people, you know, it's like when you say, like, allegedly, it's like, yeah, I think allegedly is enough in this situation, to be honest with you. When you think about, so, yeah, okay, we can drag him through the dirt, okay? The, the list of athletes that actually have been accused of or been involved in some kind of sexual assault case is is astronomical names 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 that you don't even so first first one that didn't really surprise me vince mcmahon all right guys guy literally has his own wrestling corporate one of the biggest businesses in all of sports and a complete piece of shit and a complete piece of shit right (laughs) so there's gonna be a trend here all right um (laughs) neymar neymar complete piece of shit one of the most talented athletes we'll ever see one of the best soccer players ever no i don't think so 
accused of raping a woman. Conversation for another day. I don't, he's not in the top 10, though. D- Donovan McNabb. Ah. Oh, yeah, I, for, I forgot about that one. Oh, no. a- accusation of sexual misconduct um, along with oh, several, several other players when they were in the league. Marshall Falk uh, was fired oh, yeah, from yeah, NFL yeah. Network oh, for no. sexual assault. Warren Sapp, yeah, Warren Sapp. Yeah, fired Warren from Sapp, NFL yeah. Network for sexual assault. And the last bomb for you, DK, I apologize for doing this to you. Conor McGregor has been yeah. accused of sexual assault no. twice. No, nope. but that one doesn't I count. I know. No Listen, charges. That one I, doesn't count. No charges. Yeah, but, but why? One but, 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 no, 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 no. Hold on a second. I know you're, you're going to bring this up. Hold on a second. Does her family think it counts? I bet you they do. Yeah. I well, bet you they do. There was an investigation, no charges, whatever. But honestly, let me put it this way. <laughs> let me put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. But that's how other fans are justified in bed. You see, you see how that happens, though. Right, which is why I didn't put it at Steelers fans' feet. You know, again, I said that multiple times throughout the whole thing. I, I, right, but it's the same. Right? But, it's but all, that's, it's all the it, same. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me respond to this. Hey, how hey, is hey. it? How is it the same? It's pretty I'm well saying, thought out, though. That's if I'm good. saying, if I'm saying to you that it shouldn't be put at Steelers fans' feet because they're blinded by their fandom. And then you're saying, like, how is that different? And I'm like, I'm saying, no, like, I, I would just, I'm messing with you. I was saying about that. Maybe that's right. Just some, that's but what I will say, and, and this is the important point. This is the more important point. If so, like, I'm obviously a huge Conor McGregor fan. If it turned out, I mean, those honestly, those accusations, I was ready. I was ready to quit on them. I remember it happening. And I was you're ready about to, to delete all your Pornhub videos. You were getting yeah, rid yeah, of them totally. All. I jerk off to Conor McGregor, of course. <laughs> so the, but the whole thing is the, it just didn't seem like a thing to me. Now, if it was to the point with like with Ben, where it was like, well, that definitely fucking happened. Uh, but she settled out of court because it's like just easier. Uh, that's a little bit of a different situation. Now, if it was the same, I'd say write him off. I'd say take everybody on that list. There's plenty, not just Conor McGregor. There's plenty of motherfuckers that disappointed me to hear it, that they sucked on that list. There's fucking plenty of them. Get rid of them all. Fucking I've got I've got infinite patience, infinite infinite patience for f- fucking excoriating and 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 uh, dereputizing these motherfuckers if they're being gross. Like who cares? Like at the end of the day, I'm I felt disappointment about you telling me Donovan McNabb was a piece of shit for like three point five seconds, and now I'm gonna move on with the rest of my day. But the person he was a piece of shit to likely doesn't fucking feel the same way. If it turns out Conor, Conor McGregor's a piece of shit, I will also say as a slight identity, he's a fucking cage fighter. So like maybe we shouldn't be looking to him for our moral amplitudes. But, but just because there's no cage around the fields doesn't mean they're not doing a violent sport too. I don't think it's quite on the same level. But, but the idea is, but the idea is also like if you look, I mean, if you want to go to the nuances of that, I think what, when you have stuff like this happen at the quarterback position with somebody that's a high profile athlete, it's going to reflect really poorly on your sport, you know, because I think, they market the quarterback as like the clean cut, like leader of the team, the guy that's supposed to yes. like represent the team and the team's values. So when it happens with a guy like that, I think they should come down a little bit harder if they're going to back the, those sentiments up. But I also think that, again, if Conor McGregor did that shit, fuck him. You know what I mean? It's fine. That's gross. <laughs> like, you get, like no. I, again, I don't put it at Steelers fans' feet. I really don't. I don't think it's oh, their we, responsibility. We, we forgot one. We forgot about Peyton Manning. Yeah, hey, that's man? fine with me. He sucks. That's cool. What did Peyton but, do? But don't you feel like Ben's Ben's was just more serious and more valid? Like, don't you think that the reason that it always comes no, up? Ty, Ty, Ty may got no. I, listen, you you want you just, how how you feel about um? Oh, I forget the after you just talked about. Well, oh, we talked about Kobe. How you feel about Kobe? How I feel about Peyton Bennett? 
fuck, fuck Peyton Manning. Like, I, <laughs> like I, so I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I, whether he did it or not, I'm on his head. That you know, his head yeah. grew like twenty. Hey, if Kobe Bryant shot like three more fucking behind yeah. the basket <laughs> fucking shots on the thing, like I'd probably still be saying it. But like. That's it's exactly like I how I feel about Ben Roethlisberger, man. He's, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate the Steelers. You and... should be on more on his ass then. So is, is, is he all of Famino? Yeah. No. Yes, he is. No. He is. No. That's, he, but that's my whole thing. I, 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 like... I that big three. He, he, came, he came in with Rippers and um and Eli, like, the, the, the numbers. He's the best of the three. You don't have to put any of them in the Hall of Fame. If I could, I wouldn't put any of them in. I'd put Ben in over the three. Eli's got two fucking rings. He's got the same fucking credentials as Roethlisberger. So it, it bothers me to say this. Philip Rivers is actually the best out of the three. Actually, yeah, he is. If we look at the numbers. Yeah, he is. Philip Rivers is actually better than, yeah, he's better than both of them. But because he never won, we don't look at him the same. Okay. He becomes another Dan Fouts. Like, you know, Dan Fouts also played with the Chargers. He becomes, you know, any other great quarterback that didn't win. Like, that, that's really what he's become. He was better than both of them, honestly. Danny White. look at the numbers. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's just, it's just it's just a long slew of those guys that didn't win. But I feel like that's an argument for not putting Ben Roethlisberger in. <laughs> what, that Philly Rose? That Philly Rose? <laughs> but I'm like, sure. <laughs> Man, I mean, I mean, but listen, he won, he won for a story franchise. Same thing with Eli. That's that's going to get them in there. It is. It, it, yeah, no, I'm not saying Eli beat Brady twice. That's going to get him in. No, of so. course, of course, he's going to get in. Like, I, mean, I know they're going to put him in there. I'm, I'm talking about the wider moral question of like what kind of sewer do you want to run through your hall of fame like what do you want your hall of fame to so look you like? want the nfl hall of fame to be like the baseball hall of fame yeah that's what i said it, while you were that's what i said while you were uh, off internet for a second i was like okay. if, you know if you, i said if you fart in church you can't get into the you baseball, can't get baseball hall. Yeah. but in the nfl which has a has a little bit of a pr job to do on its own ricky henderson absolutely injected his ass with steroids multiple times i can fucking guarantee Listen, you that when, when you play when you play 23 years uh, of course you did I talked about this years. in Mike. I don't think steroids should keep you out of the baseball yeah. No, I, I, I no, I, I, I agree. But what I'm saying is the reason why David Ortiz is getting in there, um, despite all that's gone on, is because the media love David Ortiz. Sure, but like, come on, big puppy. So we hung out. So we hung around with some drug dealers. So what? Who hasn't? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's big puppy. What's the game? I had no problem with it. I'm, 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 I'm cool. I'm just saying. He, he, he that, that is, he's gonna get in with some other guys. That's like, listen, Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. And once again, yeah. this is not right. He was he was a Hall of Famer before he started doing steroids. Exactly. He had a Hall of Fame career prior. Oh, to that, yeah. So. so Barry Bonds Hall of Famer. Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. Um, Kurt Schilling, regardless Baseball of what you tangent. think of his political views, is a Hall of yeah. Famer. Like, and you know he got emotional. So he take me off to balance. Shut the yeah, fuck totally. up. Totally. That's love steroids, it. though. That's steroids. That's not. That's not a. That's not a character defamation. That's not a. That's not a how who you represent, how you who you are that represents the game that you play in. Yeah, but it, it, they're they're taking it they're taking it out on him though. That's why he's not getting in right now. No, Kershaw Schilling's not getting in because he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, no, he's and I don't think he is going to get in. I don't. I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds is his last eligible year. I don't think he's going to get in. That's yeah. That's that's unfortunate. He's on, he's on pace to get in at the moment, but that's no, what he's not getting happens. in. I don't think he's going to get in. He's dude. not getting in. Now there's now there's comments. It's it's bad, and you know, that discredits the baseball hall of fame in a different way. Agreed, you know absolutely. I, mean? I, I I think it's like, you know, it's like they, they give out this fucking Walter Payton Man of the Year award, and it's lip service. It's fucking PR. You know, it, it's yeah. not a real thing. Like they don't give right. a shit. And it's like at the end of the day, I'd honestly, I'd rather they just like fucking say it from their chest at this point. 
Because the idea of like trying to even do public relations for the NFL is a fucking joke. <laughs> Nobody goes to that guy's office. Nobody gives a shit what that guy has to say. He's been banging the same fucking drum I have for the last 35 minutes, for the last 10 years, whatever his fucking name is. And Roger Goodell's just like, yeah, I don't know. Give him another fucking Walter Payton Man of the Year award if you want. They're a despicable organization. And you know what? They get to be. You know why? Because I'm never going to stop ingesting their fucking product. It's like fucking heroin to me. And I will... I will bitch and moan. And in, in the heroin circle that we're all sitting in, I am the guy going, I'm quitting tomorrow, guys. I'm quitting tomorrow. And it's all going to be fine. I am complaining about being on the drug, but I'm still here talking about the drug. And as soon as you wake up from your nod. Yes, exactly. That's enough, uh, that's enough time and thought dedicated to Ben Roethlisberger and his dirty little dick. So moving on to the wider uh, playoff and, and power ranking pictures as a whole. Um, I think we should use um, Bobby's power rankings as a fun little template. Bobby, do you have them? Do you have? Yeah, them I got them right here. Yeah. All right, can you send them in the chat real quick? Yeah. The uh, the yeah the power rankings have been great. I think this year because last year we argued about them a lot because there was kind of a lot of nuance and there was a lot of stuff going on. Now, I mean, a lot of the power rankings are anybody's guess for me <laughs> for every single week. To be totally honest with you. I don't have, uh, I don't have, I can't really make heads nor tails of who is actually good. Um, I think as of right now, I think the Titans are good. Uh, I think. And I still don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't, you know, I still think they still might be good. But once I look at the power rankings, we can start from 10 and we can go up from 10 and that'll be fun. I could, I could give my take on, I could give my take on Tennessee while, uh, give us the take on Tennessee, Ray. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is the Utah Jazz of the NFL. <laughs> a team that's going to kill you in a regular season, do really well, you know, kind of cut, you know, give you a death by a thousand paper cuts. Um, and then when it matters most, they will fold. So, you know, they're, they're good right now. You know, they, they don't want to see, they, they needed it, right? Because they have, there's no one that's more injured than them. Um, but, you know, they'll they'll be impressive. Mike Vrabel's impressive. He's a hell of a coach, but um, they're not, they're not going to be explosive enough to do anything in the playoffs with or without Derrick And I love Derrick Henry. He might Derrick come back, so though. That's such, that's such an inhuman thing that he might come back. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. He's, 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 yeah, you know, you know how I feel about voodoo. him. Voodoo. I call voodoo. No, he called up Ray Lewis and got that deer antler spray. Deer bro. antler spray, bro. I remember that when that happened. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That, that, was, that was okay at the time. but He's like, your heart's going to explode next week, but you're good for game day. Biceps, <laughs> biceps, good to go, though. Let's right, go. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so yeah, they're, like I said, they're, they're going to kill it in the regular season. But like I said, once they get to uh, the playoffs, they, they, they may very well go home in the divisional round. And I expect them to, honestly. Dante Freeman's been really good, by the way. And like, it's he's a little unsung. I think that committee that they kind of sorted out has been good. And I think if he comes back, it might fuck them up a little bit. Because we've always talked about this, like, oh, the you can never do shit with a running back in the playoffs. You know, like, once it comes down to it, like you said, like, death by a thousand paper cuts in the regular season. Then, But is that why you think? Like, one, are you basing this off last year? Like, once they got there, they look, they just fucking completely... I mean, just really, really just recent history with them. Like, they, they have... Like I said, listen, I, there's no bigger Derrick Henry supporter on the show than the man who's talking. Um, he's he's awesome, but I, it's it's Tannehill I don't I don't trust. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill yeah. to get it done when it matters. I, I just yeah. don't. I just I just I'm sorry. And if they had any other quarterback that's that's serviceable, um, I would have said, Okay, you, you got a shot. But 
number 17, granted, he, hey, shout out to his agent for getting the money he got him. Um, he's, he's not that guy. Where are we on, where are we on, uh, on Mike Vrabel as a coach, Bobby? Where, where's the, uh, where, where's the thinking? Do we think he's the guy or are we like, we got Patriots bias going? Or do we think he's good? Yeah, no, I, I, I really like Vrabel. The fact that they're still in it right now, I think is a testament to Vrabel, how good of a coach he is. Uh, like I said, they're running a committee and it's not just that running back. When you remember and think back about this season, AJ Brown and Julio Jones were out for pretty much most of the middle of the season there. Um, and it was just Ryan Tannehill, Deontay Foreman, and what was it? Like Nicole Andrews, uh, Westbrook or something. I don't, I don't even remember yeah, what his name Deontay was. Deontay Foreman has like, a, like good yardage though. Yeah, no, Deontay Foreman's, um, don't get, he's, he's not bad, but he's, he's not Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. obviously. So the fact that they, they've been able to, to take that, still be the number one seed and they pretty much haven't had their biggest skill positions all year. They're going to be the number one seed. If they beat the Texans and everybody. If they, if they beat the Texans, yeah. Oh, I, thought they, I thought they already were, regardless. They, they have, have to they be are currently in the opportunity to be. Yeah, if they oh, lose. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. If they lost, they they can drop if they lose. The Chiefs can jump up, can't they? Regardless. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so I, I really do like Rabel. Um, I also like how much balls he has. I, I, I really like the Vrabel, the Vrabel, like, kick you in the teeth, I'm going to fucking rock you, comes out in the fourth quarter sometimes, and I fucking love it. I, I love seeing it. You know, it bites him in the ass sometimes. It's, it's just something I like to have on my side when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Did you see that, um, that Pruitt kid's ankle, though? Like, they're so unlucky. For at injuries that in that team, like that ankle looked fucking gross, dude. Yeah, it was brutal. Like it was, I was like, "Oh, Gordon Hayward, you're done." Uh, and it was like in the pile. I so it's just like, ugh. Um, yes. Yeah, he's out for the season too. They have so many injuries, and I just, so I, would love, I would love to see, I would love to see what they would look like healthy because I think that is going to be their down, their downfall. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, they'll get the home field advantage and stuff, um, and the and the bye week, but I don't know how much that's going to help, dude. Like that kid's out for a year at least. Uh, may yeah. I mean maybe Derrick Henry comes back and some shit goes down now. again. Yeah, I mean they, I'm not they sold. Play, on they will play the four or five, right? They play the four or five. Uh, yeah, that wins that game. So that that's the Wingland right now. Right, Wingland's the five seed, right? Titans would play the lowest remaining seed, so they would play. You know, it could be the if the Raiders ended up winning, or the Chargers ended up winning, the Pats. They could end up playing the Pats. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah, I feel, I feel like it'd be New England coming up there. Um, God, I just feel like Buffalo is gonna win. Out and then you know we'll win. I think we'll win next week, but it, it won't matter because I think they'll have they'll have a better record for the conference. Um, I I I mean we we did it when they came in here. I mean, granted Henry didn't play when they came to New England, but um, I I just I just feel like we we owe them. They they ended the era up here, <laughs> uh, literally. <laughs> so I think it would be awesome to go back up there and end their season. Um, in Music City, it'd be great. It'd be awesome. See Ray? Do you see Ray frothing out the mouth over there? He's loving. <laughs> yeah. Can't can't wait it. Can't wait it. <laughs> all right, Bart. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving on to the Cardinals, they're still a weird fucking team to talk about. I feel like they lost like two or three games in a row, right? Yeah, and then they just beat the Cowboys. Yeah, and then they. I'm sorry to bring this up, but they snapped a three game losing streak or two game, two three game, uh, three game losing streak for um at in Dallas, which. 
is no mean feat. I, I've been a, an ardent supporter of the Dallas Cowboys this year. I think uh, it's pretty obvious that it's their offense holding them back. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, I, they're still a weird team, the Cardinals. Like, I feel like they could go into the playoffs and, and cause some havoc. I think they're in a wild card right now. But I think, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, just not. The, the only thing that holds me back from the Cardinals is, yes, they did just beat the Cowboys. It's very upsetting. Uh, they shouldn't have. We'll get there. Uh, but them not having DeAndre Hopkins is so big for this team. Yeah. If he can't come back and be healthy in the playoffs, to me, I don't think they have a shot. Because, listen, uh, they got the job done this past week. But A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, uh, and uh, who's it? Rondale Moore are not getting the job done in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, but but Kyler, though. Kyler, Kyler's... Kyler can't do it always. And listen, Kyler is... Kyler's weird, man. He... Yeah, he, he is. He, I like he, that. He's so, yeah, but he's so weird to the point where, like, I... If if Kyler's going to lead my team, Dad, to the fourth quarter, two minutes left, Kyler's running on the field. I, I don't know if I feel that great about it because I don't know if Kyler really cares if he scores or not. You know what I mean? So, like, that... I don't know. It just it always throws me off with Kyler. His body language is weird. He just always looks like he doesn't give a shit to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think um I I don't think DeAndre Hopkins comes back though. I like I think I he's done, isn't he? I I don't think that there's a is there did anyone say there was a possibility like that he was coming back? I thought he yeah they they did say he could come back for the playoffs, but but I mean listen that that's mm-hmm. that's that's listen this is not 2008. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said. They don't have three one. They don't have three one thousand yard uh, receivers. There's, you know, Steve Breston and uh, Anquan Bolden are walking through that door. You feel me? So, what's Larry Fitz up to? I I don't know, but that, I I would give him a call too. I'd Larry, you call. in shape? You in shape? I dude? mean, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald is one of the best postseason performers of all time. I mean, he didn't look that bad in his last season. To be if, honest, with you. if Anthony Brown, if Anthony Brown wasn't a defensive back for the Cowboys, we'd be we wouldn't be talking about the Cardinals because they wouldn't even be in the top ten right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I get it. They got they got talent at the skill positions, and I like eleven them. wins though. <laughs> what? They have eleven wins. I like. You know, yeah. like I, I I'm not very confident in the Cardinals. There's so many red flags about that team. Granted, I'm gonna play them in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, the Cowboys are. I, I feel like this is more me just trying to like talk myself into the fucking Cardinals suck. We're gonna whoop their ass. But there's so many red flags for that team, man. So many red flags. Yeah, I mean they. Listen, if Dallas offense is on, like, don't worry. Like, their size, it won't be a problem. Like, if, if, if Zeke and if Tony Pollard and, and, like, I mean, I know Gallup just went down, so that's not. Let's just go on to them. They're next. Yeah, I mean, we're there right now, so I'll, I'll keep going. So, yeah. yeah, I know Gallup just went down, so I know that's unfortunate. But, listen, the the pieces are there offensively. um, And, then, you know, defensively, they're there. Um, Your, your boy Dave's going to stop gambling, though. I'm sorry. I, I don't care about the 11 picks. Um, the yards he gives up, it's kind of crazy at times. So stop gambling, you know, just, just, just play sound football at that position and don't, and yeah, don't get now, burnt. I, I feel he doesn't, he doesn't get burnt as much as people think he did. Yes. He does give up big plays every now and then he doesn't get burnt as much. People think he does. It's honestly, uh, Wilson and Brown have been getting toasted all fucking year. And it, it, it makes Diggs look bad at times. Um, but Listen, I, I don't give a shit. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs can get aggressive. Get me a goddamn interception because if the offense is playing like that, he fucking needs one. I think that's their identity. I think that's their identity. You know, you you live by the sword, you die by the sword when you have a, a defense like that. And I think you got to just go for it. You got to be aggressive because that's what's that's what's brought that defense success. 
And honestly, I don't think you can tell that defense shit right now because they're the only thing keeping the fucking Cowboys together with like fucking, you know, with, with gum and, and band-aids. Without turnovers, the Cowboys defense is above average. Yeah. With, 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 with turnovers, I mean, we're elite. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, totally. And your offense needs to become at least serviceable, to be quite honest with you. It's so frustrating. So this is, this is literally why I wanted to come on the show tonight because it's so frustrating to me to have, I, I, I don't know if it's an injury thing, or what the fuck is going on? But there are throws that, listen, Dak's my guy, man. He is my guy. But there are throws that a professional NFL quarterback needs to make, okay? There's a, a, there's a stat that's average DVOA, like, per attempt or on third down for, for quarterbacks. And it's their average of keeping a drive going. So, like, the, the positive play, when you need it, your quarterback gets it for you. Weeks one through nine, Dak was, like, second. Weeks 10 through now, he's like 25th. So it's like not only is he just making bad decisions and turnovers, but he's not making the little and small plays. And that's what's fucking killing us. It's, it's, it's absolutely killing us because we'll have a, instead of a third and two, because Dak missed a wide open guy in the flat on third and, uh, instead of on second and seven, it's now third and seven. You know what I mean? It's just, I'm not sure I lay it necessarily at Dak's feet on the whole. I think what I've noticed in your offense specifically is that you're not getting those first downs that you need to advance the field position enough to at least give your defense a rest and give your special teams a chance to score you some points. And because like those, those are the kind of points, and in my opinion, I mean, I've been saying this to you all year. I'm I that defense reminds me a lot of the 2006 Bears and what I always said about them was we have to make plays on defense obviously we make plays on special teams because we had Devin Hester and uh our offense just needs to hold on to the ball for a little while and I feel like the amount of three and outs that you guys get is entirely too high um for how to execute that game plan because that game plan will work uh if you have an elite defense you just your offense just needs to I am it, is an identity crisis there. You think, Bobby, where it's just like the offense is like, wait, 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 we still need to be the guys, though. We and it's like, no, no, you need to just play the game and manage the game. I think that's what they should be doing, at least. It's a little in the middle, I think, um, because I think Cowan does. I, I, I think that's a great word for it, honestly, identity crisis, because I think Cowan um, absolutely knows that his offense is explosive. He knows that when he lets it loose, listen, did you see what happened in the last three minutes of that game? The Cowboys went right down the fucking field. And the Cardinals couldn't stop them. They scored, what, two touchdowns in like five minutes. They always so, do it at the wrong time, though, you know? But, it, but it's like... You gotta manage the game better. He... I hate to say this, but his play calling is reminding me a lot of Jason Garrett when I started to get fucking sick of him. Yeah, but everyone you hate just becomes Jason Garrett. It's like, it's like role models when he's like, you're white, you're Ben Affleck. <laughs> you're white, you're Ben Affleck. You, Bobby hates you, you're Jason Garrett. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, but st- st- seriously, first down, first down, two-yard run. Second down, fucking incomplete pass, and also the third and seven. Next drive, first down, two-yard run. Hey, let's change it up. Let's have a screen pass on second down. Stuffed, third and ten. You're like, bro, what, what are we, can we, can we stretch the field? We have CeeDee Lamb. We have fucking Amari Cooper. We have Cedric Wilson. We have, what the fuck are we doing? It just drives me. I'm sorry. Dink and Doug, it, it drives me fucking nuts. 
Rush the field, guys. As a fan of the team, can you tell how an offensive drive is going to go before it happens a lot of the time? That is a bad sign because that means that the professional, highly paid people that watch the game tape going into the game can definitely tell what they're going to do on offense before they do it. They do seem a little uncreative. They seem a little uncreative and they have the guys in the skills position, skill positions that they should be using to be creative. But that's, that's what drives me nuts is like this is a revelation in the last fucking eight weeks. The first eight weeks of this season, they were creative. They were running motions. They were running all this shit. And then they just stopped. They were ballsier. Ballsier? I were maybe I don't I feel like they did just get banged up and they just got conservative because they were like, listen, but they stayed conservative when they got Cooper and uh and uh Lamb back though. They stayed conservative. You yeah, know what I mean? I feel like they they just got scared and now they're just stuck in this rut. I I know Mike 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 wants to play everyone this week, but if I'm him, I fucking sit everyone. Treat this shit as a bye week and, and, and let's go play the Cardinals in a week. Who gives a shit about seeding? Who gives a shit about any of it? Go get me a fucking playoff win. Go get me to the conference championship game. Because I swear to God, if we waste this fucking defense after all these years of a great offense, but giving up fucking 50 points a fucking game and that holding us back, if we finally have an elite defense that can literally take you to a Super Bowl, we have a Super Bowl quality pass rush. We have a Super Bowl quality ball hawking defense. You combo those two fucking things. Look out. It would be uh, it would it would be it would be a very Cowboys thing to do to fuck this up. Ray, where do you put the uh, where do you put the Dallas Cowboys? If somebody asked you to part with your hard earned money, how much of it would you be willing to part with to bet the Cowboys is a Super Bowl winning team this year? I, I think they're a very good team, honestly. Like I, I think offensively they can they can get there. I know. Uh, Bobby and some other Cowboy fans, I know I've been very frustrated with the offense, but once again, it only takes one game. You only have to be on for one game, right? <laughs> one game at a time. So, um, Dak can easily throw for 400 yards whenever he wants. Um, you know, Pollard and, and Zeke are a very good one-two combo at the running back position. So, um, once again, the Gallup injury hurts, but when you still have that many weapons, like, it reminds me, um, of some good offenses we've seen in, in the past. So, they 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 they're gonna be fine. Once again, it's 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 nitpicking when when you're this good of a team. Um, and like I say, you know we you know I I know it's been a while, uh since since the the dominance has been there. So I don't remind us how a Super Bowl, but just being someone that's gonna be around in the picture every single year, um, we're close to it. So, um, you know I, I get it, but like I said, I I think I think they can at least get to the conversation with Chad. I really do. I, I think another thing that's holding us back. You say lack of creative creativity. One of the biggest things they've done in the second half of the season is they're prioritizing giving the ball to Zeke a lot, which takes away a lot of our offensive creativity because he is a running back who 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 now is apparently just a single back guy. He doesn't run many deep routes. He doesn't do these things anymore that he did four or five years ago. Tony Pollard brings a whole different dynamic to the Cowboys offense when he's out there. You look at when we look our best is when Tony Pollard is averaging eight, nine yards a carry, has five, six catches. So that that's when, that's when this this offense is firing at all cylinders. I wonder why they don't run Zeke. I wonder why they don't run Zeke on like just decoy runs. Then at least, you know what I mean. Like if if you're if you're making those plays happen, you don't necessarily have to dump it to him in the flats and like have him run in the open field and like you know get fucking beat up. But like you could dummy it, you know, do it once like close to the sidelines, like dummy it a little bit. Like I just feel like they're not doing that. They're not throwing as many like fake looks out there. 
the game the game that sticks out to me, and I know Bobby knows uh Pirate Mentor better than I do, but I just I just remember him getting screen after screen after screen. Um might have been Zeke's second year, or might have been his rookie year. Um it was against, actually it was against Pittsburgh. It was at Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was uh and it was the Dak, I mean, the Dak Zeke game, bro. Yep. Yeah, I I mean listen, uh I think it was like a ninety yard screen play. Like it was it was unreal. Just I'm the defense, I mean the trash, but I was like, oh my god! Like, I was like, if this guy's doing this and he can run, like, how do you stop them going going forward? And you know, Des was still a prominent guy at that time too. So I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. So, um, if I'm them, I'm showing that tape on the loop. It's like, yo, this is what you need to be. Because if him and Paul are both doing that, it's 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 uh, you know, it's <laughs> you know, you it's, it's to for him. Like, you still have to because of that stuff. You still have to account for Zeke. You know what I mean? So. You run him on those. You run him on those routes. You don't necessarily have to make ask him to make the plays. You just ask him to go for a fucking jog. My my question, the what the burning question for me for to directly to a Cowboys fan and, and a neutral party. I, I wonder, is the jersey heavy for them going into the playoffs? I, I've watched them cramp out in the playoffs because of the pressure that the Dallas Cowboys culture puts on them. And I I wonder if you have a um, if you have an issue already with your identity. Is that going to get to them in the playoffs, Bobby? Or do you think that this team has enough of a uh, like mental strength? Uh, nothing gets to the defense. I'm going to say that right now. I, I I've watched a lot of tape on this defense. I've you know lots of like inside the huddle, lots of that shit. And this defense, they're ballers, man. Nothing gets to them. No That's pressure. It, it doesn't matter. They're fucking awesome. The offense does scare me a little bit because I think Kellamore can crumble a little bit. Um, I, I've seen I've seen him make some pretty bad calls in some pretty big situations. Uh, and also, obviously, uh, Mike McCarthy. So, yes, I, I think Mike McCarthy can crumble under the pressure of the playoffs, considering he crumbled under the pressure of a Week 17 game against the Cardinals where he didn't have any timeouts left and couldn't challenge a fucking fumble. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I maybe rate Mer- Mike McCarthy a little higher than you do, but he's your coach, so I get it. You know, he's, he's under more scrutiny. Um, but I, I do think he's a good coach. You know, he's, I, I think he's, uh, he put up a lot of shit in fucking Green Bay that maybe some other guys wouldn't have been able to handle, but that's just me. I, I, th- I rate him going to the playoffs. What do you think about McCarthy, uh, Ray? You think he's a guy who can get it done one more time? Uh, I mean, remember to be seen. I mean, he should have gotten there more time than Aaron Rodgers, but once again, they were knocking on the door. What is that Aaron Rodgers' fault though? Like he's the guy. I mean, it's, I mean, but that, the, the coaching and quarterback up. Sure. Uh, you know, quote unquote marriage. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's as much as his fault as it is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, my my thing is I'm afraid that Mike McCarthy is like a Buck Show Walter um of, of the NFL. So Buck Show Walter, you know, was a guy that in, in baseball that can get your team there. He's, he's gonna get you to the playoffs and you'll you'll knock at the door, you'll be at the well, he was in the ALCS or NCS, gonna get you there, get you there, get you there, and then just won't get you over the hump. Like how Andy Reid used to be. I mean, I mean I obviously McCarthy got there, right? He got there, obviously, but um, like a Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, maybe even yeah, Marty Schottenheimer, Darren Reeves, guy wrestled just passed away recently. Darren Reeves, another one. I, I mean, he won was the player, and but couldn't get over the home. They lost it, lost in Denver a few times. So he has gone over the home, but I think that makes a big difference. Having done it at least once, I think makes a big difference. He's been there, he's done it, and I think maybe that I mean, it, 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 it also helps when you you know you had the air runs, you had Jordan Nelson, you had Donald Driver, yeah, uh, you, you had. Uh, and they still barely, they still barely fucking won it. So, but, but, but if you if he's, 
you think about that though, but when you think about it, listen, I, I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but that's what makes this all so frustrating. Is like you say, we don't have that. Listen, when Dak, when Dak is playing at his best, when Dak is Dak, and, and you can tell within three minutes of the game starting, I know what fucking Dak I'm getting. Oh yeah, for sure. If he's on and he's making those throws, he's unstoppable, man. He yeah. is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL when he's on, and there's no doubt about that. Right. So that's Mike McCarthy's responsibility to get that out of them, though. Agreed. Consistently. Agreed. On a, on a more consistent basis. Like, that's his job. That's his whole fucking job, basically. Everything else is done. He needs to be able to consistently get that out of him. He needs to find out how to get that out of him, how to get him off his houseboat and back in the game for the Washington Sentinels at halftime. It's a replacement's reference for the uh, exact age group sitting at home listening to this. Um, all right, we spent enough time on the Cowboys. I will say finally, by the way, I think if the Packers will lose to anybody in the NFC, I think it's the Cowboys. I think they match up perfectly against them. And I would love to see that game um, as an AFC, as an NFC championship game because I just think it'd be a fucking I'm, barn I'm burger. not sure Dallas fans want to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Oh my God. No, of course they the don't. Last, of course they don't. Bro, I want to that, see it. I want to see it. He, the, no, it would be such a good game though. It would be such I a good game. I cannot do another Aaron Rodgers playoff game. All right. No, no, he, he'll be he has, I can't. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You're Shut right. That defense, up. that defense doesn't get rattled by anything. Like just how fucking... do you make that throw? How does he make that throw? He did in that playoff game. That was absurd. Anyways, go on. All go. right. Let's go. talk. Uh, let's go. talk briefly about um, the New England Patriots. Well, you know, they're all right. I mean, they're all right. Yeah. So, well, I, mean, I mean, there's nothing really going on with them. It's all right. Uh, anyway, so number know, six. I hate to say it, Ray, but like they bore but, the fucking pants off me, bud. <laughs> they really they're they're tough to watch from from a neutral point of view. They're 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 not the funnest team I've I've for, funnest version of the Patriots I've seen. I mean, well, I mean it's nothing will ever top 07, obviously, like when you're scoring sure. fifty a game, you know what I'm saying? Or even 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 twenty even twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, twenty sixteen, you know. You know, pick, pick a year. Pick a year. It's definitely less. It's less. It's less fun for me than it was last year. That's for sure. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. bet for both of you. Well, no, I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't care if they do well or not. It doesn't. It, I'm not. My team's not in the AFC. I don't give a fuck. My my personal opinion, like on the Patriots, is like I just want you guys to be happy. And and uh, they. I mean, it was a weird tumble, right? Like they had the one seed, but it seemed a little phony. You were kind of like, eh, I don't know, because like it's it. One Jenga block falls, one domino falls, and then like, right. look what happens, right? So, right. W- where do you think they're at? Like, I mean, I-, I said last week I was on a show with Joe. I said it's it's Bill Belichick in the playoffs. You never know, right? Yeah. But what do you got? Do you have that feeling? I mean, you must have you must have some sort of a sense of it. Where where do you think they stand? I mean, I'm I'm happy that they are obviously back in the playoffs. I mean, to to be one year away from what that debauchery was last year, uh, to be back in it is is, is awesome. To be a double digit win team after you should after going two and four in your first six looked like they were gonna maybe win five games uh so how, how, how you doing how you doing anthony if it wasn't for the dolphins that's all anyone would be talking about right oh no yeah f- f- for sure but i mean I, i'm i'm glad that uh bill made the move to get rid of cam in the offseason uh yeah. i firmly thought he was gonna stick with them i, I think that was the right call oh yeah, well, yeah for sure for sure for sure that would have been such an, a bone Oh my God! Can you imagine if he actually started Cam Newton over back Jones? Can you, can you imagine? No, was, it was never going to be the case. I wish. I wish. The the thing the thing is, you know, because like I said he was okay in the preseason, 
meaning meaning Cam. So I said, okay, he's probably going to go with them. Whoever you know, I, you know, we talked about it. Like I felt like he built the team to still be around Cam right away. Um, you know, got the strong running game, get the two tight ends. It was kind of going to be like what he looked like in Carolina. So I was like, okay, well maybe if that's the case. You're you're putting that trust in him. Let's just see what could happen if he gets better weapons. Uh, thankfully, he said, you know what? Revisionist history. I've learned from what I saw with Brady and Bledsoe 20 years ago. Look, if I feel this guy's better right now, I'm just going to go with them, regardless of what the outside, uh, you know, pundits are going to say. That's what he did, and thankfully, I say we definitely we definitely took our lumps. Um, so much that I wanted him out of here after six games. Meaning, Bill, I was I was done. I was pissed. <laughs> Um, I, I was like, you cannot you? spend that much money. Overreacting? Man, no. Me overreacting? No way. I've never seen you overreact. Never, never. You, could, you, were, you wishing oh. death upon your sports teams? You're firing everybody? That's not like you at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> if Rayshon ran a boardroom, the fucking turnover would be unbelievable. <laughs> oh my god! No, I, yeah, I was, I was so, I was so mad. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't Celtics versus Bulls. I, I wasn't that mad yet. Like that, that, that night, I was. Let me t- let me ask you a question more more specifically. It was Mac Jones's oh, right. worst game. I think this is uh, fair to say. Mac Jones's worst game was against the Bills, and and the game where you yeah. kind of needed him to be the, the have his best game, you know, because that would have yeah. changed a lot of a lot of the landscape of uh, of where they're yeah, at. And he was really bad against the Colts too. He, he, sure, but my but he question got in the fourth quarter though. My yeah, but I think I think the Bills with the with the combination of the importance of the game, the where you're at, the need for him to step mm-hmm. up, and like the actual performance being absolute dog shit. I think. And right. being given the chance, and being given the chance to, to to throw the ball, you know, and, yeah, and right. fucking it up. Um, I think my, my question to you, Ray, is, and you know, you Bobby, you had a you had a hot young quarterback not too long ago. He's getting a little longer in the tooth now, but it hasn't been too long. How many games? Because I need to know for next year. Uh, how many games like that do you give a rookie before you decide that he sucks? Uh, and and how much does a good like how good. How much does his good games factor in, and how good were they to factor in, and like where are you at with him long term? Can I can I go first? Wait, can I go first? Rook, I know sure. you. Okay, so the the biggest factor to me is how bad are those bad games? But how but how much is how good is are the good games factor in? In you know like which weighs more? Does a bad game weigh more for you? Uh, it do, it does it depends on how bad it is. So when right. you're talking uh, Sam Darnold. Five interceptions against the Patriots a couple of years ago, bad. That's a very telling thing. When when a quarterback can look that bad, to me, I feel like that's more telling. With Mac Jones, like, listen, he didn't look awful in either of those games. He still made some big boy throws. He still, you know, dropped a couple dimes in there. Uh, it, it's more the, the game situation around him broke down, and then he broke down. So I just feel like it's more of like the 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 basements and the pits that you go to really signify how bad you sounded like you're about to break into a TLC song right there. Hey, right. Uh, <laughs> tell me not to go chasing waterfalls. Bob. Right. Stick, stick to the rivers <laughs> and the left. This is used to um, right. exactly. <laughs> you think, just think back to it. So like think back to some of the all time terrible quarterback where it's like Ryan Leaf. He had some Yeah, but guys you thought you were guys you thought were gonna be good because they he were was, good. Bro, he a, was the second pick in the draft. Yeah, but they were good in the NFL for a bit because Mac Jones has had good games. He's had he's had really solid performances. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like you you put in it's like you, you draft Brady Quinn. Yeah, he's a hot shot out of fucking Notre Dame. Yeah, he's the number one pick in the draft. He stank up the place from start to finish. Right, like he was just never good. A guy like Dak Prescott, he's been inconsistent. 
as fuck for a number of years. But the, the highs are fucking high, but the lows are low. So where how do you feel about it, Ray? Like where where are you at with Mac Jones? Do you think do you think you can do do, do his bad games look coachable? Do they look coachable to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. His first game, I think he throws 281. I guess Miami and they lost by a point. But so we, we we saw right away that he's he was making throws that, you know, whoever was here, whoever played last year or the year, like, just, it just wasn't happening, right? Um, he's super accurate. Like I say, you know, and you could tell, I think after like, I think after that Houston game, when they came back, I think that's, that's when they started to trust him a little bit more. Um, so he 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 makes all the throws he needs to make. Um, I also think the Dallas game is the game that turned it around for him, even though they lost. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it was a moral victory, though. No it was shit. A moral no, 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 no. I'm, you, you're talking about, I'm saying, if you're talking about for Max, I don't mean for the Patriots, sure. for Mac Jones. Sure. Mac throws the pick six, you know, Davis gets it, runs it back. The next play, he goes right back at him and gets and throws it to boy, gets a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So, it wasn't his fault. It was, again, that was Wilson over the. No, no, I, I know, but I'm saying, like, the fact that he was in that area, and it's, it's just like, you would think that, okay, I'm not going to throw it over there because he, he may get it again. But um, the, just to have the confidence to even throw it back over there in his area, um, show me, I'm like, okay, like, this kid is not going to get rattled. Um, and even in that Colts game, uh, yeah, it was, was definitely bad for three quarters, but, you know, I just think, you know, the Alabama thing kicked in, the, what, what he learned so far from Josh and uh, and Bill so far kicked in. I was like, okay, like, Okay, calm down. You made you made some good throws, and um, I love I love the connection he has with Hunter Henry. Um, I think he, Hunter Henry is better. Best, I think that's his best weapon. Oh yeah, for sure. He's 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 been he's been a safety blanket to say the least. And well, that was gonna be my next question we'll see. to you is is how much how mad are you at your receiving core? Also, I mean, it's like Nikhil Harry is is not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's really just him. I said Kendrick Bourne has been fine. Aguilar is good. Aguilar is good. Boyd's been fine. Jacoby Myers has been fine. Um, but Nikhil Harry gets so many looks, though. Say again. He gets so many looks. That's always oh. been my issue with it. Nikhil Harry, I feel like he gets oh. like yeah, they he, look. He, they he, look he, to he, him he, so he's much. A, he's, a, he's a fucking joke. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I can't. Um, I've been waiting to do this. Like I was hoping. I was going to be next up. I was hoping I didn't have to work or do anything. I was like, if I did work, I was going to take it off because I wanted to talk about how fucking bad the carry is. Um, I cannot believe that Debo Samuel, uh, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, um, <laughs> I, I, I would have taken DK Sizzle over fucking Nikhil Harry right now. Like that, that's, that's underrated hands, my friend. Contact lenses. Contact lenses. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick of it that, you know, you've, you've got to ring on the finger years. to prove it. Yeah. You're six, four fucking two twenty five. You should be a physical specimen. You should be a guy that gets whatever he wants out there. You can't get separation. Um, you know, you can't, you can't catch worth the damn, like you're just, when you do catch, when he does catch the ball, you can't do shit. It's like, yo, I mean, you know, I remember the couple of catches he made a few years. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Guess, guess the camp, camp. One of, the, one of the better throws Cam had last year. I remember this. Throws him on the run. He catches it and he falls at the fucking one yard line. Like, what are we doing? I oh god. Oh, like it, it, it. Get him. Get him out of here. Get get him out of here. If you listen to the show and you can put in the show notes, Craig, we've done a game where it says get that out of here. I, I'm I, new game. Get Nikhil Harry. Get Nikhil Harry out. out. <laughs> we can just call that game Nikhil Harry from now on because it's. Oh, getting- oh, I love it. 
I, I love it. it. I love it. I love it. I love Get it. Get that shit out of here. Put that um, on a t-shirt, Craig. Put it on a t-shirt. Twenty four ninety nine. dot com. But no, listen, man. Like, get get him out of here. Get him out of here. I I I can't do it. Send him to Logan. Send him back to Arizona because clearly, clearly, he's just I don't know. The man's lost. He's lost. I take Antonio Brown right now. <laughs> come back, come, come back, Antonio. Yes, Craig. I'm, I'm delusional. Get, take Antonio Brown. Come back. We only have one game with you. Come back. But this I mean, listen, Christian idea. Wilkinson. No, Christian Wilkinson. No, had a really good game. Now. I, I, he, he, he drops the ball a lot. So he has to work on that. But the fact that he scored two touchdowns, I'm like, he's already better than the fucking Nikhil Harry. Get, get, get that man off my fucking team. Get him out of here. Send him to Logan Airport immediately. Craig, come get him. Let him help you out with the soundboard at, uh, over at, at, at your radio station. Somebody get this man a job so he doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. We don't want that. He'll drop the signal, bro. Come on. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we don't want that. Yeah, that's right. He'll drop the signal. All that bullshit. Get him out of there, though. But, get, yo, him, get him out it, of there. It's so funny because when you think back to that draft, so I I had I had the number one pick in my dynasty draft that year for fantasy, and I was down to Nikhil Harry and DK Metcalf. That was an actual decision that I was making as well. So this was a thing back then. However, since that day they drafted him, I don't think that there has been one time over the three-year career that he's had. Two-year? Three-year. It's his third draft. Yeah. There, it, yeah. Essentially, because there has not been one positive highlight. I have not seen one thing that has come across my screen that was like, hey, Nikhil Harry did this. Like, Scott Hansen. He's had, he's had a couple decent catches of his career, but nothing like highlight real world. No, but there's only one play. The play that should have been a touchdown in the yeah. call against Kansas City his rookie year, that was a fucking touchdown. That and that we would have beat Kansas City, and, and it might have been a different story in the playoffs. Might have ruined him. Might have ruined him. No, it was worth. No, it. man, he was already ruined. But um, <laughs> let, let's let's be honest. But that 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 was a really good play. He he showed his beast mode mentality then, and we never saw it again. It's frustrating yeah. because I've we've seen him make good plays. We you know go back and watch his Arizona State tape. He's amazing. He can Bro, make it's good absurd. contested. He can make good uh, contested plays. He just can't do it at an NFL speed. Yeah, and to be bad. fair, and to be fair, and he's got the name. You know, it really sounds like a football name. That's it's an NFL just... marketable name. But to be yeah. fair, based on you know, just by Bills drafting uh, history, I think any of those wide receivers who got drafted the Patriots that year would have ended up like Michaela's. Like I, if it was Metcalf, I think he'd be in the same boat. Well, Debo will have been a fucking problem. Debo Samuel, he he is a Patriot wide receiver. That would have been Edelman. That he he no Debo Samuel would not have been as bad as the kill Harry. Maybe DK Metcalf. Maybe maybe Is Metcalf. Bill creative enough offensively to use Debo like because Debo listen Debo wasn't Debo until this year. Remember that until they turned DK Debo Met, DK into Met, DK Metcalf is a fucking specimen, dude. I think DK Metcalf is more likely to do well in the Patriots than Debo. To be honest, with you. DK, DK Metcalf, Metcalf is doing well anywhere, bro. He, DK Metcalf is gonna do well. <laughs> Honestly, AJ Brown. Would have been to me really the best guy here, honestly. Um, I just yeah. think he would have he would he would have fit the best there. But I mean, hell, he wanted to be here. I mean, I, I he talked about he cried a few weeks ago saying about oh, you know, I really thought I was going to be a Patriot and they they drafted someone else. But did did you guys hear that shit on the broadcast though? That basically Jacoby Myers came here because they drafted <laughs> Nikhil and it was like he wanted to prove that he was just as good as a first round pick, and even though going undrafted. Well, guess what, Jacoby. You're fucking right, sir. You're way better than that first round pick. 
And you can come on number one, despite what Craig feels about you. You have become our number one receiver, and you're doing awesome, buddy. My rationale for Jacoby Myers is, is he's a decent out of all wide receiver, just not great on any other team. On the Patriots, yeah, he's number one receiver. Anywhere else, he's a three at best. You know, yeah, I guess uh, I guess the headline we can take away from this discussion is it's really good. Uh, you can be better. You can be better than a number one NFL draft pick. You just need to find one that sucks. Listen, we got to talk about the Bengals. All right, we'll do the Bengals. We're doing the Bengals, and then we're fucking calling it a night. All, all right, all right, fine. So all right, let's go. Listen, can I just say right the Bengals, their value at plus two thousand. It's a good for the, bet for the, for the odds is absurd. It's a good. That's a good price. I I don't know why this team is being underestimated because they're everything the Cowboys offense is supposed to be. You know what I mean? They got those three stud wide receivers. They are explosive. They have a running back who scores touchdowns. They have a defense who comes up big when it needs to. That team is something. The only thing that could hold them back is Zach Taylor. That's the only thing that scares me about the Bengals. But man, Listen, is do you have any doubt that Joe Burrow's going to show up in a big game? Because I don't. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's showing up and playing well in a playoff That's the game. Important I part. Guarantee That's you. the important part for me. I think that dude has full-on proven himself to be the real deal. Bro, I he's think, a dog. He's on Sunday. He's, he's a dog. I think he's, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's, a, he's got grit. I think he's, he's got it. Whatever it is, what I is don't it? know what that, kid, what that kid's got, but it's something. And I, yeah, he's got heart. And also, he's, that's great radio, Bobby. <laughs> the, uh, the the uh, the other thing is he um yeah he's gonna show up in a he's gonna show up in a big game he just is gonna show up in a big game and I think that's a good price I'm really glad you pointed that plus out. two yeah. thousand man yeah that's a good price for that for that I bet it before we came up <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> um but uh, no I like I think I think Joe Burrow might like he might got the goods guys like I'm not, I don't know maybe this year maybe not but he, like I think he's got the goods he's everything yeah. that he's everything that Baker Mayfield should have been. They thought they were getting Joe Burrow, those poor fucks. They really the did. Those is, poor, I've been saying that shit. You add in, you're bringing in his number one wide receiver when he won a national championship in college. Bro, From they didn't even have to. It was just kind of like Chase showed up. It was just like, yo, what's up, Joe? What's up? Yeah, you want to do this? Let's go. Let's go. Uh, he's so much better than Baker Mayfield that I wish that he they did those commercials where he was living in the stadium because I believe that if it's Joe Burrow. Baker Mayfield goes home and he fucking has somebody press his clothes for him and shit. Joe Burrow, he would fucking live at the stadium. He would. I believe good, in him. Good hypothetical for you. It is. Baker gets cut. How how quick is the over under that Joe Burrow takes those commercials over? Because I think that's a uh, dude. Honestly, I gotta make some phone calls. And, I gotta and, make some and, fucking phone calls. And the first commercial calls. is, I'm the real king of Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Call oh, him up. Be good. Call Joe. Gonna, I gotta, I gotta make sure this is happening honestly, because uh, this is it's too much. You, you can't be, you can't be. They the fucking was it? Uh, is it State Farm does those? Yeah, or is yeah. it? Is it who is, is it? it? Whatever. All, no, State. All yeah, State. State Farm. State Farm. I don't State know. Farm. State Farm bet the wrong horse. Is all I'm saying. And it's okay. It's okay to fix your mistake. Have you it's ever okay seen an average mistake? <laughs> turn this into a beggar. Have you ever seen a bad, not just average. A bad athlete, someone who's not good at their sport on TV as much as Baker Mayfield. I don't think it's ever what is happened. that? What is I that? I don't even ever happen. Why did we make him into this guy without yeah. him actually doing anything? So, uh, that's what happens when you get the number one pick. That happens. I, yeah, I guess, but like you're under more scrutiny a lot of the time. Alex Smith wasn't on my TV seven hours a day. Okay. Yeah. It, was just- <laughs> it was also 2005, though. What? It was also 2005. 
Different, well, era, different, whole different era. Yeah, Bobby, you were like fixing your antennas on top of your TV. You could barely bet, get a ESPN <laughs> at that point. All right, so different era. Oh, you 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 think I had rabbit ears? Come on. I don't know. I had them. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was plug, I was plugging that co- that aux cable right in the back of the TV. Wow, look at you, fucking fancy pants. If Technology, you're so fancy, bro. how come I've never seen you at the opera? <laughs> um. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about the bagels. <laughs> we have to call it. <laughs> but listen, that was fun. This has been the uh, the Missing the Point podcast. Uh, another fun-filled and exciting week in the world of sports. Uh, I think we answered some questions. I think we probably solved uh, most moral um, questions that the world contains all today. So, Did we solve world hunger yet? Um, yeah, actually, that's on next week's episode. Okay. For, so do not forget to tune in next week um, with a probably different cast of characters. But uh, shout out, rest in peace. Rest in peace, uh, Betty White. Super sad she's dead. Just wanted to say that. She's the coolest. Um, you ever work with her? No, my brother did, uh, though. Uh, and he said she was super nice. So, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry to say that she's passed away, but the Golden Girls is on Hulu. If anyone wants to watch it, it's hilarious. How fucked up is it that we made it all the way through 21, right? Made it all the way. It was almost fucking over. And the year just couldn't fucking let Betty White or John Madden get through out, the I think she went, out, she went out right at the time where everybody was going to toast her the most. I think it was a classy stage exit from a, a fine uh, television personality. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, that's sad. And it's a sad note to end it on. But thank you guys for coming. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, DK Sizzle, uh, Real BK Bob Kelly, Hollywood Ray Sean Buchanan, for our producer Craig D'Alessandro. Thank you all for being a friend. Good night. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.